This is why we have the best fans in the world. Welcome to Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction and Harry Styles podcast. I'm Lucia. And I'm Caitlin. And this is our 170th episode of Talk Direction. And today we have a really exciting episode planned because Louis promo is in full swing. Um, We're currently recording on Tuesday night. Uh, Although it it? will go into Wednesday for me. Yeah. (laughs) It's the middle of the night for Caitlin. But (laughs) currently it's Tuesday, March 5th. Um, In like an hour, it'll be Wednesday, (laughs) March 6th. Um, And Louis is releasing his single, Two of Us, on Thursday, March 7th. So we're going to be releasing this episode, um, if all goes to plan, uh, tomorrow on Wednesday. So if you're listening to it on Wednesday or Thursday, then um, Louis' song is coming soon. And if you're listening to it after that, then... You already have Louis' song. Wow. Um, I know. I can't believe it's actually here because we've been anticipating this moment for so long. I know. So um, It's so exciting. Um, before we get into the episode, we do have a Patreon that we want to let you know about. Um, you can find it at patreon.com slash talk direction. And it's a way for um, listeners to support the show. We do... Um, an extra 30-minute episode over there every week called Talk Direction Down Low. And on our last TDDL, the episode was um, all about us meeting in person for the first time. Um, I flew to Boston and hung out with Caitlin and Kara. Um, We also talked about Niall um, and Julia Michaels. And on this week's TDDL, we're going to be going over basically all the songs that Louis has, like, written or co-written over his career. And just kind of doing a little reflection um, in preparation for his single being released. And if you join the Patreon now, you'll get all of the content that we've posted previously. So if you sign up now, you'll automatically get 101 episodes of TDDL. That's so many hours. That's like 60 hours. <laughs> At least 60 hours of extra yeah. content. Um, and it's it's the TDDLs are quite similar to the main show, but like we're a lot less edited over there. Mm-hmm. Um, a little a little more loosey goosey, and um, we talk about things that we like don't necessarily want to talk about publicly publicly (laughs) (laughs) we pretend as though we're all we're talking to like a group of best friends of ours yeah yeah pretty much is it pretty much is so (laughs) yeah so definitely a fun time over there if you feel like joining um you can do that at patreon.com slash talk direction getting into the main episode we're not talking about news this week because um we just want to talk about louis (laughs) (laughs) Um, so our Louis Watch 2019, um, we're going to be talking about a couple of things that have happened recently. So the first thing we're going to talk about is this scavenger hunt Pokemon Go type <laughs> middle of the night chaos game that Louis <laughs> released. <laughs> um, Caitlin, when did you find out about this? When I woke up, I think I woke up at like 8.30 in the morning or something, <laughs> and I had texts from Lucia like going, I can't believe you're asleep <laughs> right now! What are you doing? <laughs> like, 
Uh-huh. <laughs> and that is how I found out. And I was like, I, I didn't know what was happening. So I was right? like, I'm not sure what's happening, but I can tell it's intense. But I think you were sleeping. <laughs> so like you were then sleeping because I was asleep by the time, time you woke like up. Yeah. 530 your time. Right. So I had to go like scroll through Twitter and try to figure out what the hell was going on. <laughs> But I'm kind of like I missed all that like intense drama and I was just there like yeah. once all the clips had been found, which was kind of right. nice because I could just like watch it all. But it is yeah. fun to be in the chaos of it for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so when you um when you found it, did you just watch all the clips together as one video? Yeah, I I was like I just wanted to scroll back and like see some of the drama on Twitter. And like mm-hmm. then I just searched on Tumblr for the whole video because I yeah. figured I could it would just like come up really quickly. Um, right. So I just watched the whole video, um, like, once it was all spliced together. So I didn't watch yeah. any of the clips individually, which was nice that I – I'm just, like, so thankful that there are people that actually, like, went out and did that and, like, drove and, like, found stuff and spliced together the, together the video. Like, that takes a lot of effort if they were going to sit there and piece together yeah. what order all of these things go in and whatnot, like – I know that must take so much time and like yeah. motivation to do. <laughs> I mean, we do do this podcast, so we do our yeah. sufficient amount of One Direction <laughs> fandom time. But we do. <laughs> at least I did not have to do that and stay up and like try to figure that out. Yeah, it was so much fun to be involved. For anyone that doesn't know, basically what happened is Louis tweeted, um, what time was it? It was like 11 p.m. my time and I'm on the West Coast um, in the U.S.? I almost said the Americas. <laughs> the Americas. In the U.S. I'm in California. Um, and it was like 11 p.m. my time. So it was. Mm-hmm. I got this Twitter notification. I hadn't gone to sleep yet. And I was, of course, like, oh, my God, what the heck is this? Because it was like the middle of the night for me. But I guess it yeah. was like early morning U.K. time. 7 a.m. <clears throat> U.K. time, which still is kind of an odd time. It's quite it early. was an odd time all around for ev- yeah. in every time zone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so anyways, he tweeted, I've hidden some video clips in hotspots around the world. All you need to do is go find them and then you'll be the first to hear more about my new track. Share what you find using the hashtag two of us and try to piece it together. View the map to find your nearest one. So I basically like got this notification, opened the map and it was this like map of the world, the whole world (laughs) with like little pictures of Louis's face where these like hotspots were. Um, and sadly for me, the closest one to me was in Santa Monica, which is six hours away. Oh, wow. For a very brief moment, I was like, all right, I'm getting in the car. I'm going <laughs> to take a little road trip down to Santa Monica. If we Monica. were together, we would have hyped each other up and been like, let's go. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, but then I was like, oh, right, I have a job. Um. <laughs> the thing you also have to consider is like someone's going to get there way sooner. So there's no yeah. point. Exactly. Like if you live that far away. The one closest to me was in New York City, which would be like, I'd have to get on a train. It would be like two hour a train ride. <laughs> like, Was that the closest to you? Yeah. Yeah. It would not have made sense to go into New York to get it. But because right. like, I know if I lived there, I would definitely be going. So there was definitely fans right. who lived in New York City <laughs> who were going. <laughs> yeah. So it was just such a fun thing. So basically the fans who did this, like you go to the, the hotspot and if you stand in the right location and like open the little map it'll like unlock um a video and each video i think was like around 20 seconds long um and it was a little portion of him talking about the single two of us and it was sort of pieced together like um with other clips of him like some clips of him like in this in the studio and like riding a scooter like (laughs) (laughs) it was a really cute video i think that jordan green probably shot it with him Mm -hmm. um i'm not 100 sure on that though but it definitely seemed to have like a very 
very artistic vision. Um, And yeah, it was just really fun to be a part of. So basically I was awake and talking to people on Twitter and I was like unable to go to sleep because I just kept waiting for the next video. Which is, like, such a fun thing. Because, like, yeah. if he had just released one video, I would have just watched it. But because he, like, people had to go find them. <laughs> yeah. I just kept waiting and, like, refreshing and refreshing. And it's been so long since I've, like, had that experience. Like, that crazy, excited fandom experience where, like, something's happening in real time. Yeah. Like, um, Harry, Harry, like, putting out, like, his random white squares. And, like, yes! I feel like yes! that was the last time that we got something I think super so. exciting like that. Yeah, I think you're right. It was so, so much fun. Um, And just, like, seeing everyone freak out together and just made me feel very connected and very full of love. Um, Yeah. And I'm really glad that he did that. Um, What do you think of this kind of, like, promo? Like, you doing these kind of, like, games and stuff? I thought it was really fun. Like, I think it's a great way to get people involved. And I can imagine, like, sort of fringe louis fans Mm -hmm. would be sucked way more in and be like okay i thought i wasn't that excited but now i'm like so (laughs) overboard excited yeah Um, so i feel like that's a really cool method plus it might like make news stories and like it's just exciting i love getting hyped up it's enjoyable for the fans whether whatever it does for promo it is really enjoyable and fun and exciting and like adds positivity to the fandom which i think we all need um and freaking louis left like actual signed shirts at some of the stops i saw that which is so cool i know Um, yeah it just made it really exciting i think like i like this type of stuff it makes me think like okay he's got a team they've got a plan like they did this really cool video you know yeah um so i'm a fan of this type of promo i think it's a lot of fun yeah, I agree. It, it's so much fun to be involved in this kind of thing. Um, and it's also just so nice because I feel like we were just so, like, desperate for content for so long. And yeah. then it was like he was just giving it to us, like, repeatedly. Like, I just yeah. saw so many posts of people being like, okay, that's enough, Louis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Too much. Yeah. So um, I have a transcript of um, – I'm calling it an interview, but it wasn't really it was it wasn't an interview. So it was someone interviewing him, but the the person interviewing him was off screen and you couldn't hear the questions. So it was just like him answering questions that we hadn't heard. Um so I have the transcript of that and we're just gonna sort of go over it um and chat about what he said. Um what did you think of the video overall, like the artistic um qualities of it and like the clips they included? Um, I didn't when I watched it I didn't like take all that into consideration yeah so I don't know but I did like okay. that it was up and down just because it like fit nicely on my phone and I mm-hmm. it was nice to watch like the up and down screen yeah um yeah I thought that was cool I wonder yeah. I guess that choice was because of the way they were doing it although like a lot right. of things are sideways as well yeah um, but yeah I mean they did splice it together nicely and they had like different like clips of him with fans and whatever like you said yeah and I thought that was nice it looked like yeah. it, I think it looked like there was effort put in and it wasn't just mm-hmm. some like half-assed like thing you know it was like yeah. actually this was thought out you know sometimes you see like promo type things where kind of like fire festival or whatever the hell where like they think they mm-hmm. can just do something like half-assed and then yeah. you realize there's actually a lot of stuff that goes into like doing these things and you want to make yeah. it look good and not just like did you like, watch that documentary? You know, no, I didn't. But like, <laughs> I feel like I know a lot about it just from what I've seen on social media and everything. Yeah, I watched it a couple weeks ago. It's very good. Uh, yeah, I need to. Wait, did you watch the Netflix one? Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. Insane. 
it's just i think people think like oh we can just we there's an easy way out you know there's an mm-hmm. easy way to do it not spend a lot of time but it's like i know from the podcast it does take a lot of time to do something like this yeah like, it's not just our recording there's so much else that goes into putting this podcast out which may yep. like you just don't realize until you're there so i'm glad like the video looked like it was well done and the whole thing was done really well like yeah the map was so cool and you know they had to design that and like pick this and that i don't know there's just a lot of time went into it it was very impressive that there were very few problems with it and the second that someone had a problem um what was it lthq twitter posted like if you have any problems like contact us and we'll fix it yeah like they were so immediate like um responsive right away and i loved it to pull off like a global interactive like fan map situation like that's actually pretty damn impressive yeah without it crashing as well yeah and so many people are involved um yeah really getting people together like literally all over the world like we were all coming together to like get excited it would have been so fun to run up to a place and see other fans and be like are you here for the louis thing that would have been really i know if it wasn't six hours away i would have gone like if it was two or even three hours away i probably still would have gone (laughs) like experience it I'm hopeful that there's, like, more of this in the future or this type of thing. Yeah. I mean, it makes me excited because, like, I think he's got a really good team around him now and he's working with really good people. Like, Jordan Green, his photographer, um, I don't know that Jordan Green was involved in this, but, like, I know he was talking about – last week he was talking about how, like – he was really working really closely with Louis and they had an artistic creative vision that was like coming together the way they both wanted it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just feel like, yeah, whoever, you know, created this definitely had that like vision and stuff. So it's yeah. very encouraging, reassuring. Yeah. yeah, agreed. So getting into the transcript, um, which is this is all Louis's words. He said um, about... This is about two of us. The whole thing is about two of us. I wasn't really ready to write this song, and I knew that I needed to write it, but there's a lot of responsibility in writing a song like this, obviously. I actually, in my head, wanted it to be further – I wanted to be further into my songwriting career to write this, you know, massive song. And the writers brought the – I think it was the verse and the chorus to the song, and I heard it, and it just made so much sense to me. So, yeah, I had to get, I had to get involved in this song and obviously relate to it first for personal reasons. I think it's really powerful, you know, but I also don't want people to get caught up in, like, the sadness. I want it to be hopeful. You know, if it could help one person who's going through a shit time, who's going through not a very good time, then, yeah, that would be good. Okay. That was a really bad reading because <laughs> this is, like, a, a legit transcript. Um, so it's, like, but um, I think, uh, yeah. Wait, did but- you write the transcript yourself? No, no. Okay. I got it from somewhere else, but I was trying okay. to not read all the ums and buts because I was like, that's going to be annoying. Yeah. But then it was hard to read. So um, <laughs> it is so difficult. To hopefully read that wasn't too painful to listen to. <laughs> to be honest, I wasn't listening. <laughs> <laughs> well, you so have it, it in front great. of you to read. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, hopefully the listeners didn't find that too painful to listen to. <laughs> so I found it very interesting him talking about and he said this quite a bit uh, like in other later on in this interview about how he wasn't really ready to write this song and that he wanted to but there was a lot of responsibility in it mm-hmm. obviously we don't have the song yet so we can't say for sure what he's talking about but i think we all do know that it's an emotional song um and there's like definitely assumptions that it's um potentially about his mom who passed away um 
and I think regardless we know that it's like a song that has like definitely some grief in it um and it sounds like he kind of wanted to write it for a long time but was like felt like it was a big responsibility and wanted to be further into his career before he like took it on yeah Um, but then obviously he heard so it sounds like the people he wrote this song with had sort of already started this song um and he said the verse in the chorus i think he means the first verse and the chorus Mm -hmm. um and i think he it sounds like he heard that and like really resonated with it and he and then he was like okay i'm ready to do this song because this connects i connect with this so much or something like that what do you think right yeah i found that confusing um because i think we know it's a super personal song to louis um Mm -hmm. but then to see that he's he said that they brought the verse and chorus made me a bit confused i guess um i mean this could be like the verse and chorus music but i feel like he might say the melody or something yeah um but yeah i guess it could be like the first verse or like the layout of the verse in the layout of the chorus but like you fill it in with like your own personal experiences or like right. you change it up um right. because i would assume that you know i don't know we've gotten a lot of louis content so i don't know where things yeah. are from but he was talking right. about it like you know this being like his one chance to get it right and like it just meant everything to him um and like you're not going to put out something that doesn't feel super like i don't know connected to you and doesn't feel like right. it isn't it isn't in yours so right like i would love to know about the process of like when he received that you know verse and chorus and like what that mm-hmm. meant to mm-hmm. like the final product and like where he infused himself into it and like where he found like his place in the song and like yeah. what he wrote on it um and that yeah. type of stuff because i think that is like you know i i don't know what that means get the verse and chorus right you know. i know i'm so curious too i hope that we'll get more um more like talking interviews um because i know he's already um signed up to do at least one radio interview i think tomorrow um and I do hope people will ask him about that because I'm so curious too, like what, yeah, what parts did he write and like what specifically did he sort of feel resonated with him? Yeah. Um, definitely want, I want to know more. I know, me too. Louis, come on the <laughs> podcast. Not as though like we've reached out to him at all. Like, <laughs> I know, we like, haven't reached out to anyone. We need to start no. doing that. <laughs> we actually do because we could get people on the podcast. I think so. I always am waiting for like a week when we've done a really good episode. To, like, I know. Ask people. Like we have to go through we... and like comb through all our bad ones and just remove yeah. them temporarily. Yeah. Like put them on private. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um, he says it's important on a song like this when you're recording it to keep it natural and keep it real. Um, so we didn't do loads and loads of takes for this. I mean, um, it was important that we captured the emotion, obviously. And I think you can kind of hear that as it, as I grew into the song. I mean, the first verse does sound pretty sad. But by the end of the song, hopefully, it is coming across more hopeful. And mm, I think this was written wrong. And I like that, too. It says, and I sound like that, too. Mm. Yeah, it's probably wrong. <clears throat> yeah. Um, what do you think of this quote? Um, I think this is really cool that it reminded me right away of Niall talking about recording Flickr, the song, oh, like the song yeah. of the album, where he talked about, like, um, like, they just captured the whole emotion and they all, like, 
just kind of stood there after recording it and were really yeah. in deep in the song. And I liked that um, Louis felt like doing this, like they didn't want to chop it up. They wanted to get that emotion. And that mm-hmm. makes me really excited because I think um, you hear that in like Harry's music a lot too, where yeah. it feels like you're not just getting a repeated chorus. It's like all different versions of it or like they're not just reusing the same lines every time he sings it it's differently done and I hope that comes across and like especially because he's saying it starts off you know sad and then gets more hopeful I feel like you need to use your voice in different ways when you do that when you're trying to convey different emotions at different parts of the song so I like that they did sort of like they didn't piece it together it sounds like it was more like done like holistically Mm -hmm. um that makes me excited uh, yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting to think to like now that we have like every boy has like put stu- put stuff out and we have like interviews and stuff where they talk about their own individual songwriting process. It's so interesting to look at like what they say and like how they want to write and record and like compare yeah. to each other and see like how different and how compatible <clears throat> it is. Like, yeah, it's really fascinating to think about. Um, yeah. And this song definitely sounds like it's going to be it's going to have like an arc, like a story. Yeah. Um, it's going to have some kind of resolve at the end, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, which is nice. Yeah. Um, all right. He goes on to say, I think with a sentiment like this um, and, you know, the concept of the song, it needs to be simple and beautiful and honest, really. So from the production production side of things, it kind of uh, we wanted to go for a really organic approach to it. You know, not overcomplicate it at all or cheapen the lyric concept in any way. Amen um, to this. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, did I interrupt what you were going to keep going or no? Oh, no, we can talk about this one. Okay. Um. Yeah, I just, this was like, yes, Louis, mm-hmm. I am on board with this. Like, my biggest thing is like overproduction on songs. I'm not mm-hmm. a fan of it. Mm-hmm. Not that it's worse or whatever. I just personally don't like it. Um as much when it feels like it's more edited I like it sounding kind of rough and live sounding that's my preference um so to hear that he is trying to make it sound really organic and um like leave the production side of it light was Mm -hmm. so exciting for me and because I know in the songs that he has put out I wouldn't say that's necessarily the case no um I don't think so either I think misused the closest yeah to like I think it's the least produced but um Mm -hmm. all of them are do have are quite produced yeah so I'm excited especially because I think this is a slower song question mark um that (laughs) hopefully we'll get to hear his voice and I know his voice on slow songs songs sounds so good I just think about um I want to write you a song yeah and I don't know just the fact that he's really conscious of that and like not trying to cheapen the lyrics yeah and like to pick up that emotion and to be like you know what I sang that lyric and maybe my voice cracked or like I sounded a little like more emotional there but that's okay because that's the point of it you know yeah to convey that in this type of song right um maybe some songs you're not looking for that and it's more of like a pump up party song mm-hmm. or whatever but this one I feel like you know it definitely means something to him and he's trying to you know make the song on the production side reflect the emotions he's portraying yeah definitely um after that he said one thing i do think i'm as one of my strengths as a vocalist once i get into the booth i feel like i can really portray emotion 
So um, it was cool. I mean, as I was going through actually recording it, I mean, there was times where, you know, I kind of drift off and get into the song and felt pretty emotional myself. Um, this part was my favorite. Like, yeah, <laughs> this was it's beautiful. Because it, it's something we as fans say all the time that like one of his strengths as a vocalist is that he can really portray emotion. Mm-hmm. And it's so nice to see him like feel that as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, I would hope that he did, but like, I don't think I've ever heard him acknowledge it or like talk about. It. And it's just nice to it's just nice to hear people, like especially like Louis, just say nice things about himself and like yeah. that confidence that he's hopefully finding. And like, mm-hmm. especially with an emotional song, like that's a quite vulnerable place to be. Um, and it sounds like he said, you know, I I drift off and get into the song and felt pretty emotional myself. So um, I think this song is gonna just dis- destroy us. I think so too I mean you can just picture that like being mm-hmm. I can just picture him like in the studio just getting so into it yeah like being in his emotions and singing and just like wanting to capture that entire essence of that like mm-hmm. recording moment I guess yeah um, and I feel like that's what I'm gonna what I'm gonna picture now when I hear this song is like I'm gonna picture yeah. him in the booth like drifting off and like really getting caught up in the song yeah it shows how much it. it means to him you know yeah yeah um he goes on to say it's very important for me in my lyrics to make it relatable and to make it real conversational um and it helps because i've always kept people from home where i'm from doncaster close and those people always help ground you and i think that actually i almost reflect that in my lyrics as well because you know i don't want to be writing about things that people don't understand and can't relate to i want people to be able to feel stuff when I write about it so it's very important um I really like the that he said conversational Mm, me too um yeah because I really like songs that have that conversational feel it reminded me immediately of Julia Michaels music and her yeah yes totally yeah and it's also so interesting like um to see these sort of like um What's the word I'm looking for? I want to say, like, smart moves, but that's not really what I mean. But, like, obviously, Louis, like, on purpose kept people from home close to him throughout mm-hmm. his career. Like, I think it would be easy to get involved in, like, you're, you're on a TV show and then you get thrust into this band and then you're, like, making millions. <laughs> yeah. It would be easy to really get caught up in that lifestyle and, like, you know, just create a new friends. But it sounds like very strategically, Louis was like, I want to keep my roots and, like, keep these people close to me. Mm-hmm. and and stay grounded in that way and i think you really do can see that in like his personality yeah um, it still seems like he's very true to himself and he's very still very connected to his roots and stuff in a mm-hmm. in an impressive way for having like gone through what you know you go through as a like superstar <laughs> yeah um i agree yeah and i feel like that's gonna come across in his music and in his songwriting and i think it already has you know mm-hmm. Definitely. He talks, he does talk conversationally and mm-hmm. he gives us those like very normal moments that mm-hmm. so many people can relate to. Yeah. Um, he makes you feel included in his music, I think. Yeah, definitely. It's such an interesting thing because so many writers talk about it, like um, so many songwriters and like artists talk about like once you're a songwriter <clears throat> or once you're an artist like that's successful, um, then you have to like be able to write things that people are connect with, gonna connect with, because like people talk about a lot of the time, like 
on their second album, a lot of the songs they want to write are about, like, touring life. But mm-hmm. they're like, oh, but, like, no one's going to connect to that. So, like, I have to write songs that, like, you know, people who aren't touring musicians are going to connect with. It's just yeah. such an interesting, like, thing that yeah. that people have. And that's kind of what Louis is saying. Like, I want people to be able to feel stuff and relate to my music when they listen to it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um. And the thing is, like, when people say that, I, I – I agree with them in some respects. And then on the other side, I'm like, but whatever emotion you're feeling, that's mm-hmm. a, that's an emotion that everyone can connect with. Like being right. far away from home. It's yeah. not just touring musicians who are far away from home. It's, you know, students in college. It's people, you know, fighting abroad. It's like people that are separated from their families right. for a million reasons. And I think like that is the key as well is to like, even if it's specific to your situation, having an emotion that's relatable like that, it's going to mm-hmm. connect to so many people, you know, and to like use that feeling, I guess. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. I always, whenever people say that, I always want to be like, but you should just write about what you feel like. Yeah. Because we'll relate to it. And like the, a lot of the things, like those feelings are like very universal or like, yeah, mm-hmm. like being far away from home or like, or, like, the, you know, feelings of, like, want, needing, wanting to be successful or, like, you know, like, stuff with, like, your career. Like, I just feel like, yeah, it's all, like, we I can agree. all relate to it if, if, um, if Plus, like, about. not every song I do relate to, but it doesn't make me not love it, you know? Like, yeah. I've been listening to a lot of Casey Musgraves, and I mm-hmm. gotta say, I think we were a little bit too harsh on her <laughs> when we <laughs> talked about her months ago because <laughs> I've been doing some research, and I'm like, <laughs> okay... Maybe we didn't know her vibe. I don't know. I just feel like I just didn't give her the chance I should have. Really? Um, but I've been really enjoying her music. And I can't relate to a lot of what she's talking about. But I'm like, I dig it. I'm like, space cowboy? Sure. Like, <laughs> like okay. I'm going to talk about, like, some cowboy. Like, I don't, I don't relate to a lot of country music just because mm-hmm. the setting of it is, like, a lot of small town life and this and that. And, like, mm-hmm. I didn't ever experience any of that, but I can still connect to it and still love it and still, like, get really into it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Well, I think there's, like, there's subject matter and then there's, like, emotions. And, like, yes, yeah. the subject matter might be very different depending on who you are, but, like, our core emotions, I think, are universal. Mm-hmm. I think the stuff that I relate less to mm-hmm. is, like, you know, when Liam sings about, like, having, it, like, an expensive car or whatever mm-hmm. and like being out at the club and girls grind on me I think I relate to that a lot less than yeah. maybe if someone's talking about tour life and being lonely right you know and I, and I wonder what Louis means when he says you know when he's conscious about people not wanting to hear about things like if you're talking about like staying in fancy hotels all the time. I feel like mm-hmm. I'm naming perfect like their song just that says all of this. <laughs> <laughs> but like that's I don't know. It's, yeah, and it, it's in a different way. But like mm-hmm. if you're I don't know. I think you have to do it right because yeah, yeah, I probably won't relate to if you're talking about all the you know big cars you have or whatever. Right. Like that's kind of makes me feel gross. Yeah, but a lot of that music too is not supposed to. You're not supposed to relate to it. Like it's oftentimes it's like about the fantasy. Like yeah. living, like listening to a song and sort of living in a fantasy or like supposed to be aspirational or just, just like taking mm-hmm. you to a different place. Like, or fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Back to the transcript. Um, where are we? Do, 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 do. 
Oh, when I did the song with Steve Aoki. Is that where we are? No. Oh, yes, it is. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> when I did the song with Steve Aoki, I kind of got a really amazing reflect- reaction from the different messages from people who were going through hard times. And that was really inspiring for me because I had never really been in that position as an artist before to have that kind of influence over something so hard hitting. So, yeah, I'm kind of conscious of that with this song as well. And like I say, if it could just help one person, that'd be ace. Yeah. So this um, this was interesting to me because I feel like um, when I first read this, I was kind of like, oh, but like you've written a lot of songs that have affected people. But then I sort of realized like, um, you know, it's in a different way because obviously the song he did with Steve Aoki, Just Hold On, was about something very emotional, you know. Yeah. Um, and like about losing someone close to you. Mm-hmm. And and it was very public what had ha- – like, his mom had passed away, and then he performed the song, and that was all very public. So everyone was going to know that that – what was going on while he sings this song. Yeah. Um, and, like, while I think a lot of the songs he wrote with 1D, like, definitely helped a lot of people, and, like, a lot of people felt connected to those songs, and, like, a lot of them were very, like, healing and inspiring and therapeutic to people. Um, obviously, none of them were, like, quite as emotional and real and obvious as – as the Stevie Oki one. Mm-hmm. And this happened, like you said, in such a public way. And this was his first solo song. Right. And like, so then it was all, the feedback was all on him, you know, and it wasn't mm-hmm. just from fans because it was on X Factor. I think mm-hmm. they got a, a lot of like actual news stations and big people looking at this and being mm-hmm. like, wow, that is an amazing moment and it means a lot and touches me, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it's so interesting to, like, just sort of reflect, like, hearing him say, um, I had never really been in that position as an artist before to have that kind of influence over something so hard-hitting. Like, I think Mm -hmm. you look at the boys and you're like, you were in One Direction for, how many years did One Direction last? I always Uh, forget. Is it five or seven? Um, I think they were in the band for like five years. Yeah, yeah. um, we're real, we're, we're real fans, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just like a hiatus has been so long. It's I know like, technically they're still I mean, in they were one put direction. Together 2010 to 2015, and then it's been like three years <clears throat> yeah. of hiatus. Okay, so. so they were in this band for five years, put out a million songs, you know, touring the world, like meeting tons of people, and yet still. At this point of Louis's career, he was, like, just having this experience for the first time. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so interesting. Yeah. It must be such a wild experience. <laughs> yeah. Because um, I feel like if you were a solo artist from the get-go, you would have gotten to this place so much sooner. Because mm-hmm. you would be writing every single song you wrote would be from your own life and experience. But when you're yeah, with a band it- of, fi- you know, five people, you're all trying to write together. So, like, it takes so much longer to get to, like, this stuff. Especially when, like, the public devalues, like, pop music and mm-hmm. boy band music. Yeah. And so people probably just sort of, besides the fandom, just the general sphere mm-hmm. didn't necessarily give weight to maybe some of those more right. emotional One Direction songs. And this was not seen in that light. Yeah. Especially because losing a parent is such a, like, grown up Mm. it's like that is a big grown-up thing like that's a big thing that's not 
you know, it's not going to come across as like bubblegum pop world, you know, it's like, that is, that is, you know, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's serious. It's like everyone is going to take that seriously. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, next he said about two of us, we wrote it maybe three or four months ago now. And yeah, like I say, I wasn't really ready to write this song yet, at least on my own. So, you know, once I heard it, it just made a lot of sense. But I think I also needed the time to kind of process everything before I could, you know, go anywhere near a song like this. I think people do say, don't they? It's uh, it's therapeutic writing, and I definitely felt that. You know, I feel better for getting this off my chest, creatively, definitely. Um, I really liked this part. Um... I just I love the way Louis speaks. Yeah. And I love his word choice. Um I feel even in conversation he's so direct and articulate. Mm-hmm. Like like saying I needed the time to kind of process everything before I could go anywhere near a song like this. Yeah. Like that's so powerful. I like feel that. Mm-hmm. Um like he wasn't he didn't say like before I could tackle this kind of song or like before I could do the song he said before I could go anywhere near a song like this yeah and he's so honest and I think we even saw that like when he gave that first solo interview like a while mm-hmm. ago now year year or something ago and we were like yes. whoa that Louis guardian one right yeah with his emotions yep. and it was like we were like we hadn't seen that because in one direction interviews you didn't really get that type of quality yeah well and it was always shared so they didn't have enough yeah. a lot of speaking time yeah, and I feel like he comes across that way in in these types of interviews and, yeah. and little clips and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and it also just makes me think, like, how good this song is going to be. Yeah. Um, and it's nice that it felt therapeutic for him mm-hmm. sort of creatively. Like, it seems like the song was both, like, something that he really wanted to do. Obviously, it's a positive thing, but also it seems like it's kind of been a burden on him yeah um like knowing I can he wanted yeah like knowing he's like i want to write this song i want to put this song out like i'm not ready i need to do it right i need to be a better writer first i need to be more ready emotionally mm-hmm. um and now it's like done it seems yeah. like it's relieving for him yeah yeah then he says <clears throat> i think it demonst- demonstrates um one area of the album and the sound of it and an album is absolutely what i'm working towards and what I have always been working towards. I'm really excited for the day that I can finally release the album. To be honest, I've got the bulk of it. I just need some more songs and I'll be there. (laughs) I know. (laughs) This was, like, shocking a bit. Yeah. I think, because, like, on the last episode, we were like, okay, this is the roll-up to the album release. This is, like, the single that's going to precede the album. Um, But between this and the other interview we're going to talk about later, it seems like the album's not quite coming as soon as we thought it was going to be. Yeah, it seems like it's um, going to be a bit longer of a wait because it's not even yeah. done yet. Fingers crossed for still this year. I think yes. I have high hopes for that, but it doesn't seem like it's coming out, you know, in the next couple months, which I think we were expecting, especially given all the promo that was happening. We were like, okay, this is yeah. the rollout, you know? Yeah, I know. It seems like it's been such a struggle for him, like the way he phrased this. Um, I'm really excited for the day that I can finally release the album. Mm -hmm. Like, that is very interesting phrasing. Like, it sounds like he's been 
wanting this for so long and it's just like yeah it's just been a struggle probably for a lot of reasons he definitely sounds like someone who really not as a not not necessarily a perfectionist um but someone who like wants to he wants to do it right Mm-hmm. and he's still kind of ex- he, he's had to sort of experiment and like process and like do all this stuff to sort of get to where he wants to go with it yeah um, meanwhile he lost his mom yes like he's dealing with that yeah he has a whole like tons of little siblings that he's taking yep. care of and emotionally being the support system for and he yeah. was a judge on x factor for months and months and months right. which took up a whole bunch of time given how yeah. invested he was so, like, it makes yeah. sense that it's, you know, taking longer. It really does. Yeah. And we're probably going to talk about this on TDL today on our Patreon. Um, but me and Caitlin were talking a little bit about this before we started recording, too. Just about, like, um, just, like, about the toll that that kind of thing takes, like, losing a parent. Um, yeah. Because my dad died when I was 19. And, like, Louis was a bit older than me. He, I think he was 25 when his mom passed. Um, but that's still really young. And, like, for mm-hmm. me, when my dad died, I was, like, incapacitated for, like, six years. <laughs> like, I was yeah. not functioning. I was depressed. Um, not doing anything creative. Like, I think the thing that a lot of people think is, like, you know, as an artist, you want, you know, you think, like, oh, I, I, I want, I, like, need to go through hard stuff so I can write about it. Or, like, you know, artists are often seen as, like, tortured. Like, but I think mm-hmm. for a lot of artists, like, the sadness isn't where you can actually create like you know you have to be in a good space oftentimes to create and like yes you mm-hmm. get stuff out of the sadness but like when you're in it it's hard <laughs> to create actually yeah. um and like for me i just know that i had years of um just being so depressed after my dad died and just processing and like so i imagine for louis like you know i mean obviously there's a lot we don't know but like this could absolutely be, have, you know, taking all kinds of tolls on him. And it could be very much the reason why it's taken taking so long for all this stuff to get out. Yeah, um, definitely. And he wants to do it right, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, and, and there's... He's writing, I think, more than 10 songs, which Harry did. Right. So there's going to be there's gonna be more there. Yeah, and there's just so many things that people don't think about. And, like, you know, we don't know, like, the inner workings of their family, but, like, it's not even just the emotional toll. It's also just, like, the practicality of, like, when stuff like that happens. Like, the stuff you have to do, like, <laughs> like legal stuff and paperwork mm. and, like, physical belongings. And, like, there's just so much. It's a yeah. lot. It's, like, a lot for anyone to handle. And I feel like sometimes we forget that this happened to him. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I do sometimes because sometimes yeah. I'll be talking about, like, why is this taking – where's his album? What is he doing? Like, and then I'm like, right. oh, right, his mom died. Like, yeah. if he went into a cave and didn't do anything for five years, I would completely understand and relate to yeah. that because that's what I did. Yeah. <laughs> and yet here we are being like, where's Louie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's God, because we love selfish. him. But, like, I think it's just good to sort of have a little bit of a, a like reality check of like yeah not to mention he has a young child that lives on the right? other side of the world <laughs> he has a so child he has to go back and forth between like opposite sides of the world yeah possibly. and f- i mean trying to navigate that like having a kid with someone who you're not like living with and married to like that must be extremely challenging to navigate in all kinds mm-hmm. of ways 
Um, so he's got a lot on his plate. Yes. <laughs> and he's still out here, like, you know, like staying Giving connected with Pokemon his fans. Giving us Pokemon Go, Louie. Yeah. Like. He's so sweet. Love you, Louie. I hope you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, all right. What do we have next? Um, here we go. I think it's a very different um, it's a very different way of performing on your own, you know, when you're used to having four or five people with you. But that's where the fans really help. You know, if I'm doing a performance, say I'm doing a TV performance and there are some fans in the room, I always find that elevates my performance. Um, then he said, um, they're amazing. They're so loyal. Um, and that's why, in a good way, I feel the pressure of getting this album out as soon as possible because they've been waiting so patiently. And yeah, they're so loyal. Anytime that I need them, they're there in force. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I can't imagine, like, the power slash terror of having basically an army behind you. (laughs) Yeah. I know. (laughs) Like, that must be the best and the worst feeling in the world. (laughs) (laughs) Because we are there in force anytime he needs us. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But I definitely, I definitely have seen that with him performing. Like, it's like that. Um, what am I looking? What word am I looking for? Mutual dynamic. It's that relationship of like, you know, he if he comes out and then the fans are like giving it all their energy and like really excited, and then that kind of boosts him, and then yeah. his confidence boosts us more, and then it's just like a feedback loop of like positivity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and it's nice that he has that because, like, I think different – like, I think there is definitely, like, challenges of having a fan base like Louis because we are so enthusiastic and and extreme in so many ways. Mm -hmm. But I think the biggest benefit of that is, like, when we're at a show, like, we're going to hype you up and, like, you're going to feel good. Like, I think some artists' fans are, like, a little bit more mellow. And then if you're having, like, a confidence issue and your audience is just kind of, like, mellowly watching you, like, <laughs> I can see that being really hard. That would be horrible. Yeah. Yeah. You know the fans are going to have Louis back no matter what. It's like. Yeah. He could have, like, a performance that's just, like, a total train wreck and we'd all be, like, so excited anyways. <laughs> yeah. You'd be like, yes, Louis. Work. I cannot wait for the chaos of Louis shows. I'm so ready. I know. <laughs> It's going to be, wow. It's going to be a lot. Yep. <laughs> um, all right. We're getting to the end here. Um, it's moments like that when the fans get to show how savvy they are and also loyal. And um, when the it was like a 10-second snippet of the track leaked, um, and I suppose, yeah, I was a little worried at first. I thought it might be the full song. But, yeah, it got took back down really quick and they say they didn't listen to it which i think is amazing because i think i might have done <laughs> <laughs> he would have that made me feel better because i did listen to it um yeah so. i mean i think a lot of people did but yeah i think a lot i think more people didn't than when like one direction stuff leaked because yeah. i didn't see it anywhere on twitter and when one direction stuff leaked lyrics yes. were everywhere you know yeah things were everywhere well i think regardless of whether people listened or not people were not sharing it right yeah which was good so yeah this was Mm -hmm. this was nice because he was basically saying like how cool it was that his fans were like you know got it taken down right away because it was the fans who who like reported the person who was leaking it and got it taken down and like didn't share it 
Um, I wonder what legal business they have to do. Like if that person had that clip, God knows what else they had. Well, they, I know they were threatening to release the whole album or something, right? Yeah. Who knows if that was true or what, but. Yeah. And it's interesting that he said he was worried that it might be the full song. Yeah. Because that makes it sound like he really didn't know who it was or like how he got it. Yeah. Yeah. Scary. (laughs) Um, But I'm glad that he said he would probably have listened to it if it was him. (laughs) That makes me feel like less bad. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And then um, this is the very last um, bit of this interview. I think I still kind of operate in the same way as kind of just taking each day as it comes um, because, you know, things change so often in this job and in life in general. I think just kind of enjoying it in the moment is important and taking each day as it comes. Yeah. And that was that. It was a it was like five minutes and 17 seconds, the whole thing. And we talked about it for an hour. (laughs) (laughs) We broke this interview down. Yeah, we really did. Um, I really liked this, though. Which, this last bit or the whole? The whole thing. Yeah. Um, I agree. I think we got I wanted to say about the the last bit. It's yeah. interesting because I think there's some people in the music or acting or Hollywood or whatever industry mm-hmm. that they are so, like, famous or talented or, you know, they've made it and they probably won't go anywhere. Yeah. You know, they're probably going to stay in that realm forever. Right. Um, but there's other people who don't know how long their time will last yeah. uh, in that sphere. Right. And, like, to enjoy it while it lasts, I guess. Like, with mm-hmm. One Direction, they all of them were like, we may, we're probably never going to be this big, you right. know, and to enjoy that. But who knows? There's people who, like, don't even, they leave the industry. Yep. You know? So it's like, I liked that you know louie talking about just like taking it as it comes mm-hmm. and enjoying it in the moment yeah definitely i need to learn how to do that more <laughs> <laughs> yeah do you have anything else you wanted to talk about this um i just hope we get more of this stuff in the future i really yeah. liked it it felt like it was very much for the fans obviously because it was like a treasure hunt mm-hmm. that who else is going to partake in yeah um, i love a treasure hunt i hope he does more yeah, and I thought the content of this little clip was really good. There was a lot of talk about, like, his songwriting and yes. his emotions, and we get inside his head, which was really nice. And I think that's a product of him, you know, putting this together and being involved in the entire thing and saying, this is what I want to talk about, you know. It was it was put, it was was put done by him and his team rather than, uh, like, I don't know, someone else who's not yeah. Louie and doesn't know what his vision is. Yeah, because not only was it, like, a really cool interactive idea, but there was also so much substance in the actual video clips that we got. Um, Yeah, very – just a very cool all-around thing. Um, For anyone who's listening, um, if you are on our Patreon – you can look at our Google Docs, which is what we use to plan the episodes. And this week's Google Doc, um, I have links to everything we're talking about. And I also have like the transcripts from the interviews we're talking about. So if you are a member of the Patreon, you can definitely go over and check that out if you want to read um, or follow the links to um, anything we're chatting about. Um, okay, so next we have an interview interview by someone named Sophia. 
um, I don't know how to say their last name. Simon Bashal. It's I have no idea. Dash B A S H A L L. Um, so Sophia is someone who we both know, and they got the amazing opportunity to interview Louie um, personally, like in person. Um, I think back in was it December that they did the I, interview? Yeah. I think it was around then, yeah. Yeah, and um, I don't – can we t- say that they're coming on the show? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> so we're actually going to have um, Sophia come on the show on the podcast next week. Um, so we're going to be yes. recording with them this weekend, and that episode will be out next week. We haven't announced this officially yet, but um, our new upload date is Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I – can't get it together to post on Mondays, you guys. I came up with Monday. I was like, let's put our episodes out on Monday. And then every single Monday, I can't get it together and I end up posting on Tuesday or Wednesday. Caitlin was like, do you want to change the upload date to Wednesday? And I was like, no, it has to be Monday. Yeah, but like for me, it's like every day is the same day because all I do is study. So like it doesn't make a difference to me. I don't know what day of the week it is ever. Yeah. So, so anyways, um, next Wednesday, which will be March um, like 13th or something, um, we will have an episode with Sophia where we're going to talk to them all about their interview experience. Um, so I'm super excited about that. Mm-hmm. And the publication that they wrote this for is called The Line of Best Fit. And I haven't actually read too much from this publication, but they do like music, music writing. Um, And this interview was published on March 4th. um, And you can go check it out um, if... uh, it should be pretty pretty easy to find. You can just search like line of best fit Louis Tomlinson. I love how we give instructions for people how to search things, and you know everyone's I know. Like, savvy enough to find. It's like we all know how to search for an article. I know. Unless it's like some obscure thing. I know. <laughs> but you never like, know. People listening to podcasts, like I'm sure they know how to Google. I know. Well, sometimes I have like friends listen to the podcast who like aren't in the fandom at all. And so sometimes yeah. I'm like, maybe someone's listening who, like, isn't and, like, <laughs> wants to know. Yeah. <laughs> if any of my friends are listening to this, hi, friends. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it, it's, it was super cool to see an interview um, by, like, someone who's actually in the fandom because, um, obviously, a lot of interviews we get are with, um, like, people who – don't who aren't necessarily fans of the artist mm-hmm. um so like what a cool opportunity this was for Sophia to like go in and be able to talk to Louis um, yeah and honestly like they are the biggest Louis fan yeah and so that was so amazing that they got the chance to do this I was so happy for them yeah um I've hung out with them before when I was in England we went to a couple concerts together and just like talked about Louis and One Direction mm-hmm. and we had a really nice time so it's been so cool to see them like get to fulfill this amazing dream and write yeah. this article and I don't know just so cool yeah yeah I know I remember when they posted about because um, they posted a while ago about how they did this interview um, and I remember I was just like so excited for them and yeah. like so shocked like wait you actually met him and interviewed him like what a dream I know and and that they are coming on the podcast 
I've wanted them on for a really long time and yeah. we wanted to do it Louis related and we were going to do it like what February or yeah January yeah January then February <laughs> and now it's finally happening because we were all like basing it off Louis so we right. kept being like okay we'll do it like after his song comes out um it's been it's been a long time coming so we're really excited for that yeah I can't wait to have them on and obviously since we're going to be talking to them on the podcast we're not going to like deep dive into the interview today um Mm -hmm. because we'll want to talk to them about everything um when we have them on but we're just going to sort of talk about a couple of um points that we were extra excited about um so the first one is um this quote from louis where he says miss you was a little bit more i suppose you could say pop punk um i'm trying to strive for credible and live sounding rather than overproduced and programmed He indicates that in that respect, Miss You is a strong indicator of what's to come. Just Like You seems to be the track uh, Tomlinson is most proud of and indeed most sure of its place within the record. Um, So this was really exciting for me reading about how he is wanting to strive for credible and live sounding rather than overproduced Mm -hmm. and programmed. Um, As we were talking about when we were reading the Hotspot interviews, he also said similar stuff there about how he wants to sort of not have overproduced sound um yeah. to his music which i know caitlin is excited about i'm excited about it too i definitely i definitely really enjoy more um organic as louis said <laughs> music but i also quite like produ- like production i'm really in like into that i like a lot of electronic yeah. music so i'm not super i'm not typically like annoyed by overproduction but i definitely like super appreciate um more stripped back live sounding stuff as well so this is very exciting Mm -hmm. to read yeah I agree and it's in and like I said earlier like some of his songs that he has done so far don't sound so stripped back yeah so I'm like how do they sit on the album I know Sophia's interview says um just like you is the one that sits like most sure of itself but it's hard to tell like just in general Mm -hmm. what the album will sound like yeah i know given that he's also saying like there's this live sounding stuff so it's quite a mystery still yeah i'm ready for this live sounding stuff like Mm -hmm. i think once we hear the song in full we'll get an idea what that means to him does that mean live sounding like with harry's where you can hear like sort of hands moving on guitars and extra little things and people talking in the background right or is it something else you know does it sound like you're in a stadium playing because that's a very different sort of live sounding which i'd say maybe is more like miss you sounds like you're live but like in a stadium not like live where you're in a room alone right you're hearing all the bits so i wonder what that means to louis um but it makes me excited either way because um yeah i just i like that i like that sound and um i want to see how he interprets it yeah, it'll be really interesting to see what his interpretation is because I feel like, yeah, there's different sort of interpretations. Like as you were saying, you know, live like live sounding and not overproduced. Like in the case of Harry's stuff, where you can really hear um, all the like little sounds in the background and stuff. Or does it mean more just like the actual like instruments you choose for like for example, mm-hmm. "Miss You" um, is like you know a very classic song in that it's like. There's, like, guitar and bass and drums. <laughs> and, like, there right, isn't, like, yeah. a lot of, techni- like, uh, you know, other stuff added. Whereas, like, with Just Like You, there's a lot of, like, electronic sounds mm-hmm. added in. Um, so I wonder what he sort of means 
by that. And I guess we will find out. Yeah. Soon. We'll find out tomorrow. (gasps) (gasps) (laughs) It's also interesting that he says, just like you, um, he's sure of its place on the record. Because I wasn't sure if, I wasn't sure what any, about any songs, like, are they going to be on his record or not? Right. Like, like, Just Hold On, I don't think is. No. But, but I would say the other three are? It sounds like they, yeah, it sounds like maybe they will be. Yeah. Or at least just like um, you and Miss You. Yeah. I was, I was going to say before when you were saying it's coming out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Do, what, what time is it all happening? Like, is I know. it coming out midnight for UK? So we will either have to watch like a YouTube version. Sometimes they <laughs> release it on YouTube at the same time. Yeah. And like wait for it to come on Spotify or Apple Music or, and will you listen to it or will you wait for it to be like officially out your time zone? I know. Well, if we're if they're doing it the classic like midnight everywhere release, then I think the Australians are going to have it any minute now. Uh, that's so annoying. <laughs> I never understand that. It's I know. Like, they okay, might then do I look it that. up or do I wait for right. a day? I know. I know. I think I think yeah, I think what I'm going to do, we're going to we're going to end the episode with this. So maybe I'll wait. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll hold it in. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. The next quote I wanted to pull from this article <clears throat> is, I think the way I were brought up and also where I'm from, I've got no problem just sitting here and spilling it out to anyone, Tomlinson admits. I'm sure sometimes I catch people off guard when I just spill half my life story and they've known me 10 minutes, but it's how you get the best out of a song. He suggests that although it was great having the group that we had in the band, he feels like he's learning more as a writer now. It's more challenging this time around. I've had a, I've had to be a lot more engaged and take a real interest in the little things about what makes a great song. I love this snippet into his songwriting process. Yes. I feel like it's so nice to get this type of thing in this interview. And props to Sophia for asking the right question here because mm-hmm. um, I love that. I like that he talks about which page is this on so I can actually um i just put my cursor on it oh i see okay um yeah saying like uh he feels like he can spill out his life story yeah and it doesn't really matter because i know there are people who say i really want to be comfortable with the songwriters right there's other people who feel like they can gush and it's so interesting because i'm definitely one of those people where i'll overshare because i'll just feel comfortable and then i'll walk away and be like why did i say that literally (laughs) me literally every week on this damn podcast <laughs> but I love that he was like, yeah. And I was like, that makes sense because in these interviews, he has spilled his like yeah. everything. That Guardian one, he was so honest yep. and so like open with his emotions. Yep. And I feel like that's such a strength to be so close and in touch with your emotions. Absolutely. And, you know, I think that comes across in his music. And I love that. I just I just spill half my life story and they don't like they don't know what's going on. <laughs> but here I am spilling my guts. I'm like, yes, Louie. Yeah, I really like that, too. Um, and it's 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 something that we've noticed as fans. Um, but it's nice, like, to hear to see him sort of say it. Um, yeah. You know, that he's really. Because I feel like Harry's on the other end where he's like, yeah. I need to be comfortable. I'm not ready to spill my guts on everything. I'm going to yeah. be a shady little boy about it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine just like Harry just sitting down and just like spilling his guts? 
no verbally it would be a rambling mess of ums and so's and you know and we'd get nowhere yeah <laughs> it would just be a circle like we'd just go around in circles yeah definitely very different personalities different communication yeah. styles <laughs> um yeah it's also interesting um about him talking about how it's more challenging this time around because he has to sort of take more of an interest and be more engaged um because like he's at the helm of things so like with the band like yes he was heavily involved in the songwriting for a lot of one direction songs but there was like a whole team and he wasn't in charge you know because it was collaborative but now like it's his name and it's his stuff so he has to like actually sort of pay attention to every aspect of it which probably is a new thing yeah I know that's like hosting the podcast versus being on yep. a show that there's guests or like you're just a guest. Wait, that's such a good just, analogy. It, it is like when you're hosting, you're in charge. Of it. You have to be there. You have to be you have to be on the whole time. You guys, it's a completely different experience so to host different. the show and just be the person who's not hosting. So we try to alternate every other week. The person yeah. who hosts the show, like, first of all, you have to plan the episode. So you have to like. Yeah. Put all the notes together, like get all the links you need, like write out all the questions you're going to ask, like get all the information you need. And then mm-hmm. you have to keep the flow of it going. <laughs> like, <laughs> And then you have to edit it. <laughs> yeah. We could definitely switch like and ha- do half and half, but it, it always just goes like if you're hosting, you're doing it all. It's just like, easier that way, though, I feel. It is. Like, we, yeah, we could do the half and half thing. But it's easier for one person to just handle it one week and then the other person. Yeah. And then we get a nice break. Like, and I work better yeah. that way. I like to work really hard and then have a break rather than just working yeah. middle way constantly. Yeah, last month February we did all of Harry's songs and we both did two episodes hosting in a row and it was too much. Yeah, that was a mistake. Uh, we're not going to do it again. <laughs> and also, be- having song discussions every time means that even if you're not hosting, you still have to plan. Yeah, like you still have to. But I'm like missed just showing up for episodes. And today I literally just showed up this week, <laughs> and I'm like, this is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I imagine it's similar, like, with, with Louie. Like, you're like, oh, I can't just sit here and not say anything. Like, I actually have to contribute. Like, I actually right. have to write and I have to say things or nothing will be said. Yeah. You know, it's, like, on me. I don't have, like, four, three other boys right. to rely on. Or if it's, like, if something gets put out and I don't happen to like it, I can't just be like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, well, it's my group. Like, someone else wrote that part. Right. It's like, oh, that's mine and I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> like, if there's a problem in a song, you have to be like, wait, let's change that little bit. Like, I would like this. I'd like this to go differently. Yeah. Move that a second, you know, back. Like, all that detail. Yeah. Um, So, um, Sophia asked him about what songs is he potentially going to perform from One Direction on his solo tour, which I was very glad that they asked because that's the – question we all want to know the answer to <laughs> yes. um and he first said um i'll be doing as many as i can get away with <laughs> Which is, like i love that answer yeah um and then it goes on to say he mentions a few others name checking one of his favorite songs he wrote for the band love you goodbye and fan favorite home amongst some more unexpected ones from the band's back catalog this is very what intriguing Sophia, um, tell us, please. I know. I don't know if this is a secret. Like, if they, if, 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 like, he told them, but then was like, 
don't say anything about it or or yeah. if they just left it out to be to have some intrigue um but yeah. we're definitely gonna ask them when they go on the show <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> at least give us one because yeah. i'm so curious <laughs> <laughs> um we know he loves love you goodbye because he's mentioned that song quite a bit um, i like that one a lot too yeah yeah i think it's because i know it means a lot to louis exactly yeah that makes like, it more special yeah and, it, and and because it means a lot i think it's better written yep. because it's more personal you know yeah i think it's they're all tied in together yeah and we know exactly what it's about too mm-hmm. which is nice because he said exactly like what it's about and it's it's that kind of bluntness i feel like that he was talking about um, yeah where it's like it's not like metaphors it's 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 just very much like what it is mm-hmm. um and i think that's the beauty too of um going back to our discussions in february about um what's his name that stupid poet guy Bukowski. Bukowski in all of his like dramatized emotions and how he got into this really like sexist mindset and how that kind of uh, may have influenced or definitely did influence his Harry's writing yeah um I like that Louis is so in touch with his basic emotions and I think emotions are so strong by themselves you don't need to add in some weird Bukowski sexist stuff yes. to make it feel real. And I think it comes across as gritty the way it is, you know? Yeah. Like Louis talks about being overwhelmed by how, you know, almost like how hot this person is and they're walking <laughs> away and you want them one last time. Yeah. And it's like, because that's what he was feeling, you know? Yeah. I don't know, just as opposed to like trying to make it seem hot you know it doesn't come across as sexist when louis like wow this girl's hot because like yeah she's hot and you're sad and you know i don't know yeah and it's about a very very basic simple topic like it's not some like elaborate like you know so many like all like all these metaphors and stuff it's like a song about breakup sex (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah yeah i like yeah i like that one a lot um Mm -hmm. and it is true that the more we know about a song the more we feel connected to it. Um, it reminds mm-hmm. me, I was watching a bunch of old um, Tegan and Sarah videos um, yesterday because, like, I used to be very much, like, in, like, the Tegan and Sarah fandom. Like, I followed them really, really closely before I, like, became a 1D fan. Um, but they have a very similar style to Louie in a lot of ways. Like, I, f- I find them very similar. Um, and they... <clears throat> Like, they do write stuff in, like, metaphor a lot, but they're super honest in interviews. And, like, they used to do these, like, little um, sort of TV show episodes that they would create this, like, web series when they release an album where they would do, like, a documentary. Um, And they would just talk about how they wrote the songs and why they wrote them. And, like, literally, like, lyric by lyric, like, they would tell stories of, like, why they wrote that lyric. Can we please do this? I need Louie to do this. I know. And it's so cool. Like, I literally, like, there's, a, there's like, songs that you hear and I, like, literally know. I know who this song's about. I know what this line means. I know exactly, like, why mm-hmm. they picked this word. Um, and it just makes you feel so much more connected to the music that way. Yeah. And I definitely and, and think. What I... Oh, I was just going to say, I definitely think there's, like, there's definitely, you can find a lot of connection in songs that aren't like that, too. Like, there's definitely a way where you can sort of, you know, attach attach your own life onto a song that you don't know what it's about. Mm-hmm. And I think that is powerful, too. But I personally really prefer when you really know. Yeah. And I think for me, too, 
it's never ruined when I know someone else's perspective. No. Especially like going through these song discussions that we do on the podcast. Whenever we talk about them, we get a lot of people's perspectives about what the songs mean to them. Yeah. And it's never ruined my own perspective. Yeah. So knowing, you know, what what an artist feels about it doesn't take it away from what I'm going to feel about it, you know? And I think sometimes artists say that they're like oh I don't want to say because I want everyone to interpret it how they want to people are still going to interpret it how they want to you know Mm -hmm. I mean at least maybe not everyone but at least from what I experience you telling me what it meant to you isn't going to make it that I can't have my own vision of it you know yeah exactly and it's that thing about like um like situations like context versus like emotions like Mm -hmm. The actual situation might not be something that I've experienced, but, like, the emotion behind it is something I have. Yeah. And it makes it more powerful. Um, Yeah. Yeah, like, there's a a Tegan and Sarah song that Sarah wrote called, like, Oh, Like H. And in, I think it's The Bridge, um, she says, take the hinges off the door, SOS to my mother. Um, And she wrote that line because she said that they had this, like, stepdad and – there was, just, like, a lot of fighting with, like, her and her sister and, like, her and her stepdad. And he literally took the hinges off of her bedroom door so that she couldn't, like, slam it and lock it. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, so, like, literal. And it's, yeah. like, I've never had the experience where I had a stepdad who took the hinges off of my door. But mm-hmm. I've had this, like, emotion before. And so right. it, like, yeah. makes me connect to that song. Even though, yeah. like, I didn't have that ex- specific experience. Like, I know what yeah. that feeling is. Um, whereas yeah. if I didn't know what that line meant, I maybe wouldn't connect to it so much because I wouldn't necessarily mm-hmm. know what it means. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It can bring more meaning out when you hear other people's perspectives or the artist, artist's perspective. Yeah. Like thinking about ever since New York, mm-hmm. I think knowing that it might be about Harry's stepfather passing away and right. his cancer brings a whole new level of understanding than I had before mm-hmm. I had heard that perspective. Yeah, you know? me too. When I thought maybe it was just about a relationship, it becomes so much richer when you mm-hmm. hear, you know, something like that. Yeah, and how, and like um, when we heard, I don't remember who said this, but about like him being in like the hotel, like in the empty swimming pool and stuff, like, yeah, like w- without context, we might be like, more like oh is this you know metaphor but like with that Mm -hmm. context you have this image of like him in this hotel like having these feelings right right yeah oh i want to know you guys if you're listening um tweet at us what songs from one direction's catalog do you want louis to perform on tour yes especially like old stuff like that he could reinvent Mm -hmm. you know yeah i want to know what songs like people want to hear yeah I have to think about that. I haven't really thought about it too much. I mean, I've thought about specific ones, like obviously No Control, I want him to perform. Mm-hmm. But I haven't like really I looked wanna... at their catalog and been like, I want these songs. Definitely Strong, because it's mm. one of my favorite One Direction songs. And I know that meant a lot to Louis. Mm-hmm. So I would say that one for sure. But yeah, I need more time to think about it. Yeah. All right. So... um this is um, probably going to be the last clip we read because I think we've been recording for... I forgot to write down when we started. <laughs> um, well, my thing says an hour and 17 minutes. Oh. But I think... That's not too bad. We were talking for a couple minutes beforehand, but not yeah. too many. Okay. When I started writing this album, what I wanted was for it to play chronologically. 
I mean, the longer things take, the harder this becomes to pull off, but it's still something I want to do. It's got to feel like you get to know what's been happening for the past three years of my life. Although with some songs on the album, I might not feel like that now. I know I did then, and I still want to tell that story. I love a good concept album. Yes. I'm excited for this. As long as it doesn't get in the way of like making the album flow nicely I guess right yeah it sounds like it won't it's just gonna take longer um yeah because he said the longer things take um the harder this becomes to pull off because obviously yeah if you're making it chronological but then it has to be you know four years (laughs) yeah (laughs) um but yeah I think this is cool this is exciting yeah, and I, mean, I like yeah, that we'll I mean, get filled in on, like, the last um, three years of his life, like, between Wendy and mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. And it'll be, like, a personal journey. Mm-hmm. And I do, I really prefer listening to songs in order. I do. So yeah, me too. It'll be nice to, like, really feel that order as you listen. And, like, maybe you're like, okay, this is a sort of sad part of the album. I want to start here in the middle. Or, right. like, I'm feeling like this right now, so let me start here, and it'll be all grouped the songs together yeah might have a certain emotion yeah and I feel like him saying um with some songs on the album I might not feel like that now but I know I did then and I still want to tell that story I think we saw that with songs like miss you because I remember Mm -hmm. when he did the the promo for that song he was already past those feelings like he was already past that point in his life but he still wrote that song and put it out and you can you can really get that when you listen to the song um like, you can feel those feelings that he was feeling at the time, um, even though he's, like, not currently in that space anymore. I think that, mm-hmm. like, is a, a talent. Yeah. Um, to definitely. have. Yeah, like, being a- able to tap into, like, how you felt um, in an emotional way. Yeah. That you're not feeling anymore, you know? Yeah. I think of Love You Goodbye again. Yeah. Like. That too. There's been so many years since that song, and that's still one he wants to perform. Right. You know? Yeah. And, like obviously personal changes have like gone very differently mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't talk about the personal yeah. podcast but if you follow louis life like yeah that song obviously isn't very applicable anymore right yeah but yeah to still make it f- to get in that headspace of that song right. when you perform it you know right yeah yeah so um We will definitely be talking more about this interview on next week's episode when we have Sophia on. And, um, yeah, get excited for that because I think that'll be a good episode. And for us, we're recording in two days. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to be getting two of us. um, We're not sure when. So it is currently Tuesday night for me, maybe Wednesday morning for Caitlin now I mean have we checked Twitter is it out <laughs> actually good point <laughs> like, there's a reason it's coming out on Thursday because she usually releases her on Friday too yeah I was reading some stuff about that about like why um why he was releasing it on Thursday and I saw some people saying like it's a risky thing because you miss um like there's stuff you miss but it also could be good because you get in ahead of things um so I'm curious why they chose Thursday yeah maybe we'll find out yeah um also it's so crazy that we're gonna get the song so soon um because today people were talking about on twitter um if uh people are saying he's gonna play the piano 
because apparently he did a fan event where he like they did this random raffle like drawing not raffle like they just selected random people to come do a fan event um and he played piano oh my goodness um so that's very exciting um so exciting i think our dreams are coming true yeah um it's not out yet and people seem very confused as to when it will be coming see that's why it's i it's not coming out at midnight so it's coming out sometime is he going to be doing a show or radio or release it in the middle yeah of the maybe he's gonna do like one of the breakfast shows and then it'll be released with that show you would have thought they would have hyped that up though <laughs> yeah odd yeah and also is the music video coming out right <laughs> like, at the same who knows time? who knows he likes to keep us on our toes <laughs> yes. um so when the song gets released do you know how you're gonna listen to it like do you have a plan? Hmm. I don't know. I guess it depends on how it's released. Is it on a show? Is it going to be right. released before? The, pro- the problem is if it's released in another time zone before it's released in mine, which I think is so annoying. <laughs> it is. Like, well, I'm it, the last and- time zone for everything. Yeah, that's true. It's the most uh, annoying well, not to Hawaii, be here. So. Oh, um, that's true. You could really be out there. <laughs> um but like i don't i tend to like to listen to it like through apple music because then i just have it on my phone like right i'm not like on a music video or like i just want to listen to the song yeah so then it's like oh i have to wait for midnight my time but then you're gonna miss everything that's happening on twitter right you know you want to be a part of that hyped moment where everyone's talking about it you don't want to be not in that moment right it's like I think if it comes out in a different time zone first, I would more likely listen to it and hope it gets posted on YouTube. But you just hope the quality is the same, you know? Yeah. I mean, if he posts it himself on YouTube, like how artists do that these days, it will be. But if it's like a fan done one, you never know what it's going to sound like compared to the real one. Yeah, I hope he'll just post like a good quality version of it like this, like as soon as it's released in the first time zone. Yeah. And then we can just have it. And then I'll listen on headphones. Yeah. And hopefully tell everyone around me to leave me the heck alone. Yeah. So that they don't ruin the first <laughs> listen, which has happened with too many songs. Really? Yeah. Like what like, songs? People just don't understand. Not not One Direction songs. Oh, okay. But like other people's that I didn't care as much about. But honestly, like if it's your first listen, it's like you don't want to be interrupted. Right. Not that I told them I was listening to a song for the first time. <laughs> so my bad. But... <laughs> yeah i don't know how are you gonna listen do you have a plan um i don't have a plan um i'm definitely going to like listen to the song with headphones um alone the first time Mm -hmm. i hear it like if it comes out with with a music video i'll listen to the song first and then i'll watch it with the video yeah i think i'm gonna do that too yeah um and it's it's funny because i know what the song's gonna be a little bit um, mm-hmm. I feel like when we have songs that we have like no idea what they are or we get album releases, it's different. But like I know the song yeah. can be emotional and personal. So I want to like yeah. listen to it like alone in the dark. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wonder what the mood will be on Twitter because what are we going to be like? Oh my God! Like it's not really that type of song. You know? 
I, there's going to be excitement, but hopefully just everyone's respectful. Yeah. I think people I think will people be respectful. Will be. And also, because of the way this song sounds, it's, it sounds like it's got, like, a, a, a redemption – or not a redemption arc, but, like, it's got a story that's going to end, end hope. hopeful. Yeah. Um, so it's not going to be, like, just a, a sadness song. It's going to be, like, mm-hmm. a song that has pain but then has hope, and he want, he thinks it'll help people. So I think it'll be probably yeah. a really emotional but also, like, positive and – probably like very you know nice time on Mm -hmm. twitter Mm -hmm. because people will probably be like feeling love and stuff i'm so excited for all the art too to come out i know people are gonna have such nice art i just know it yeah yeah definitely um do you have anything else you want to say any last minute um predictions or Um. feelings I don't think so. Just I love how every time we one of us asks that question, we go, I don't think so. And then we say something. I know. I notice it every time. <laughs> I always do. I'm like, I don't think so. But actually this. <laughs> um, I guess like just I'm really excited. I feel like even if we're not getting the album anytime soon, it's still so exciting that we do get a song mm-hmm. and we're getting new content and it seems like we might get Louis playing the piano and a music video and perhaps other promotional stuff that's happening. Yeah. Um, interviews and radio shows that we already know he has lined up. Mm-hmm. So I'm just really ready to indulge in all of that in the next couple of days. It's just such an exciting time. Yeah. Um, and I feel like since, you know, almost since like, I guess Louis leave like the X Factor ending, there hasn't been really much going on in the fandom. And if you didn't watch X Factor, mm-hmm. it's like since Niall and Harry's tour has ended. Yeah. So it's been a while since we really had any new stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really exciting. I'm ready for it. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, yeah, I can't wait. I'm like, I'm, I've, I'm like not ready, <laughs> even though <laughs> I feel like we've had yeah. so much time to prepare. I'm still like, ah, it's actually happening. Yeah. Um, do you have any recommendations this week? Uh, no. Okay. I have one recommendation and it's actually technically a Caitlin recommendation because she recommended it oh. to me. <laughs> nice. Um, it's a podcast, um, episode. Um, this is, um, Dax Shepard's podcast called Armchair Expert, and who is Kristen? Uh, what's Kristen Bell? Name? Kristen Bell's husband. Yeah, I just wanted to put that in because all the women get called by their husband. You're right. I should so have. I shouldn't him. have introduced him as Dax Shepard. I should have introduced him <laughs> as Kristen Bell's husband. <laughs> I freaking love Kristen Bell. Me too. Um. So he has a podcast, and he did an interview with Jake Johnson, who um is an actor who played Nick from New Girl, which is, like, one of my favorite characters on television ever. Me too. Um, and he was in the Spider-Man. Yes. The Spider-Man guy in the new Spider-Man movie. Didn't see that, but, yeah. Um, and it's episode number 82. <clears throat> and the reason that Caitlin um, recommended it to me is because they talk about Bukowski and how um, they sort of used to love him when they were younger and they've, like, evolved and realized – um, how terrible he is and it was really nice really comforting and just humanity restoring to listen to them talk about it yes I'm glad you enjoyed it because like I was like I don't know if she'll care no I very much cared and everything Jake Johnson said about it was like brilliant it's like nothing we haven't said but it's just like so nice to hear a man say it um too because yeah. I'm like good 
Yeah, because they were they were saying like how how like when they were younger, like they were so obsessed with him, mm-hmm. and he thought like this is cool, this is green, and they thought is, it was romantic. Yeah, yeah, and then they realized like, no, that's not on. That was never on. Yeah, that is. You know. And Jake Jake Johnson said he was like, "Go to therapy, man. There's options, Charles." Yeah, <laughs> so perfect. I would definitely recommend people go listen to that if you listened to our um, only angel and or woman song discussions. Yeah, um, and wait, when did I that left... part start? I said it. Yeah. Oh, it was about forty five minutes in. Yeah, it's a long interview. It's about two hours. Yeah. Um, so if you I like, I enjoyed the whole thing. I listened to the whole thing. You watched? You um, listened to the whole thing? I did, yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I just, I really like Jake Johnson. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was just nice. It was nice uh, to hear that. And I just thought I would recommend it here. Um, because I know I, I, I left those episodes feeling a bit disheartened. Mm-hmm. Um, and that made me a little more heartened. <laughs> Yeah, I just hope we don't have to wait until Harry's, like, 40. God, I freaking hope not. But, yeah, it is a thing. Yeah, it's complicated. Yeah. Um, It's complicated, but um, people do evolve, and hopefully Harry is in that process right now. Mm-hmm. All right. We would love to hear what you thought about the show and your opinions on anything we discussed today. Please feel free to send us news stories or anything One Direction you would like to hear us talk about on future episodes um any louis feelings you have that you want to write in anything about two of us because that song is coming soon it's very possible that you're listening to this episode after you've heard it so definitely let us know your thoughts thank you for listening to episode 170 of talk direction you can find us on twitter at talk underscore direction Email us at talkdirection at gmail.com. Find us on Tumblr at talkdirection.tumblr.com or Instagram at just talkdirection. And you can follow us individually. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Lucia O, L-U-C-C-I-A-O-H. And Caitlin, where can I find you? I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Caitlin I-R Foster. And Caitlin is spelled C-A-I-T-L-I-N. Awesome. Our TDDL this week is going to be all about Louis's um, songwriting, all the songs he's written on with One Direction, um, and just all kinds of random Louis stuff, probably. <laughs> <laughs> we have feelings, you guys. Yes. <laughs> you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and leave us a review to help more people discover the show. You can also listen on SoundCloud, if that's more your thing. I'm Lucia. And I'm Caitlin. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time for episode 171. Bye. Bye. ahead is australia i don't know i'm gonna google it 12 hours it's 12 hours ahead right i can cut this out if it takes us a minute hold on (laughs) i don't know i think it is far ahead is or maybe it's not well from me australia from california or is it 24 hours 19 hours from you from california so 15 from me 
So wait. No. 16? 16 for me? That means. Oh my God. We're embarrassing ourselves on Oh air. no. We're, I'm going to cut all this out. Because <laughs> <laughs> now I have to math. do the math and, I, and it's going to take me 10 hours to calculate. So if okay. 19 hours from now, it's 9 p.m. my time. So that would be what? Well, let's say if it's. <laughs> 9 to 10. 10 to 11. <laughs> 11 to 12. 12 to 1. 1 to 2. 2 to 3, 3 to 4, 4 to 5, 5 to 6, 6 to 7, 7 to 8, 8 to 9, 9 to 10, 10 to 11, 11 to 12, 12 to 1, 1 to 2, 2 to 3, 3 to 4. Did you count when I went from a.m. to p.m.? No, I thought you were counting. (laughs) (laughs) I crossed 12 multiple times. Hold on, let me do it. Okay, it's 9 now, so 10, 11, 12, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6.